Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to this bite-sized episode of the Life Lessons podcast with me, Simon Mundy, in which I take one nugget from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. During one of my recent full-length conversations that I recorded with Professor Susanna Lipscomb, we got onto the subject of focus, avoiding distractions and deep work. And she mentioned the work of Cal Newport, who of course wrote the fantastic book Deep Work as well as Digital Minimalism. So I wanted to revisit the importance of deep work by listening to Cal Newport explain what it is, how to develop it and the cost of allowing our attention to be continually fractured. The ability to do deep work needs to be developed. He says, and the benefits go far beyond just producing work of genuine quality. So deep work is undistracted. So that means it's an activity in which you are not context shifting. So if you're if you're also glancing at a phone, if you're also glancing on email, uh, it's not deep work. You're in, you're in a state of, of context confusion, which, which you're getting a fraction of your cognitive capacity. So it's undistracted work and it's on something cognitively demanding. So you're uh, applying a cognitive skill that you have developed or trained to, to produce something with your brain that has more value. You're doing that in a state of non-distraction. Shallow work is my term for everything else, right? So deep work is where I'm locked into one thing, just using a cognitive still trying to create real value uh, from my brain. And then everything else is shallow work. The, the thing you mentioned, I think is key. Uh, deep work is something that you can get more comfortable with. So the ability to focus on something very intensely without distraction, and you're doing this sort of symbolic reasoning, you're writing, you're coming up with new business strategy, this sort of in your head symbolic reasoning, it's not supernatural for humans to do at a high level. Uh, and it's something that if you practice, you get more used to focusing the mind's eye, you get more used to f uh, sustaining concentration, you get more used to holding complex variables in your working memory and manipulating them, and you get more used to resisting the pulls on your distraction that would ruin that session, you get better at it. And it's something that you have to train just like you would train if you wanted to be able to play the guitar. 
you wouldn't expect to be good at it if you picked up a guitar and had never played one before. Same thing with deep work. It's not enough to just say, yeah, I should concentrate more. It really should be, okay, I want to train my brain to be the type of brain that can do this type of intense concentration. And the whole thesis of that book, Deep Work, is that there's huge value in that. There is huge value in that activity. It's at the core of almost anything that moves the needle in the current knowledge economy, the stuff that makes your business grow, the stuff that gets you promoted. That's all deep work. Where the shallow work is more the logistical stuff. It's the stuff that uh, prevents you from getting fired. It's the stuff that <laughs> prevents your company from uh, defaulting on its bank account. You know, you got to get the invoices in. You got to make sure the forms are filed. The electric company needs to get paid. That all has to happen. That's more about preventing bad things from happening. Deep work's what actually makes the good things happen. And it does have um, a bit of a relationship with emotional intelligence as well, doesn't it? Because um, I, I think of the time when I had trained my concentration to the best it's ever been was so I did the mindfulness-based stress reduction course by John Kabat-Zinn, eight-week course, 45 minutes of meditation a day for that whole period. And at the end of, the, of that period, a couple of things I noticed. First of all, I remember my now wife pointed out that we hadn't had an argument in several weeks. We don't argue a lot. Perhaps we did a bit more then. So that was point number one. But then as well, I remember going out with a friend towards the end of that period, and I was talking to him and I just noticed that he just his eyes were just darting all over the place and I was really aware that he was struggling to focus really on just having a normal conversation so yes not only is deep work and developing this ability to concentrate really important in terms of being able to do meaningful and powerful stuff in the world and contribute like you have done with your books but it's also as well our ability to get on well with other people I think that's right. What What's natural probably for humans is more of a sequential cognitive existence, right? by which I mean, I'm doing this thing. And now after a while, I'm done with that thing. And I'm going to kind of put my attention over here. So I'm, I'm, I'm building my hand axe or whatever. Uh, and I'm kind of done with that. And um, now I'm going to go off and on this hunt and I'm doing that for a few hours. And so it's very present. You're kind of in the moment, you're doing one thing at a time, it, it, your, your whole cognitive context is around it and, and your cognitive context doesn't change that often. That's what we're, we're wired for. And when you instead are in a, a context in which you're constantly shifting that attention back and forth, which is what happens when we have things like phone and email and Slack and all these forces that are continually not only shifting our attention, but shifting it from one thing to another that's completely different. You're shifting now from a crisis at work to news about an infectious pandemic to news about uh, you know a rebuild of your 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 favorite sports team or something <laughs> like completely different emotionally salient but completely different context the human brain isn't meant for that and you get the darty eyes and you get the sort of freneticism and this anxiety and you're having the more arguments with your wife and 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 it, you're, you have this low grade background hum of anxiety and and so yeah I think this is the, the, what, what's happening is that the more distracted existence is unnatural. Yeah. And it puts us into those agitated, unnatural states. And so it's a side benefit of saying, I'm going to rebuild my life to be more sequential and focus on one thing at a time and focus on hard things. Is in addition to actually just really killing it at work, you're getting away more from that very unnatural mode of living. And so then you get that, that general benefit of, I'm just a little bit calmer and here and just with what's going on and just not so anxious. And, and so I'm, I'm completely with that. There's an there's a emotional intelligence, but also just a mental health, I think, yeah. writ large issue with, yeah. with the way we're living. 
you for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Life Lessons podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, please do so via my website, simonmundy.com or at simonmundy on social media. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.